the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM, The Answer. And a happy, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Wednesday, February 14th. 2024. Our bumper music library today will be filled with love songs. Things that uh, that have meant a lot to Lisa and me, things I've directed at her, things she sent to me to play as suggestions. So I hope that those are emblematic of uh, just, a, just a wonderful loving atmosphere in today's program on Valentine's Day. You know what I love? <laughs> Hot topics and boy do we have one. Boy, well, one, we got, we've got several. Uh, Alejandro, my Orcus impeached. Uh, three Republicans voted against him. One of them was uh, Wisconsin uh, Congressman Mike Gallagher, who has decided that he doesn't want to be in Congress anymore, and also apparently decided he wants to ditch talk show segments. Um, one of his best, very bestest friends uh, in in, Ameri- in in conservative media is my colleague Hugh Hewitt, and Gallagher was set to go, listen, maybe maybe the, the cell tower uh, blinked out. I mean, who knows? But uh, Mike Gallagher, the congressman, <laughs> to be not, never to be confused with my talk show buddy Mike Gallagher, who will join us 735, uh, is in – he just seems to be in full meltdown. Uh, and, and there was some ex- excuse-making for, uh, for, for Congressman Gallagher and others who are deciding not to run. Uh, that the the notion exists that everybody is scared that Republicans will not be in the majority in the House after this November. Look, anything's possible. Uh, our, our our lead, the Republican lead, is incredibly slim, which is why the loss of the George Santos seat is making me a little crazy. Santos was a hot mess, no doubt about it. He had not been charged with anything, and yet there was this bums rush that we got to get rid of this guy, all this virtue signaling. In cases like these, I tend to think that voters, I mean, we, we congressional elections are every two weeks, it seems, another every two years. But as soon as you win, you're running again, raising money for the primaries that are scarcely a year away. Uh, it's just let, let the voters of that district decide whether they want to keep the guy or not. Uh, but no, we had to get rid of George Santos. And now uh, Tom Swosey, the, the, the Democrat, won. Because this Maisie Pillip was not a, uh, I mean, not, not every district is going to welcome a big red hat wearing MAGA uh, true believer, but it might have helped. Energizing conservatives is never a bad idea. Having candidates that energize conservatives is never a bad idea, and she just didn't do it. And as for Mr. Swosey, uh got to say, not not your average Democrat these days. He recognized. Now, this is interesting. This is um, this district is in uh, part of Queens and part of Long Island, 
And you know what one of the major issues was? Borders. Gee, I wonder why. Probably because Greg Abbott has been sending migrants to New York City to show America that every state is a border state. It's not just a Texas problem or an Arizona problem or a California problem that we have open borders willfully at the hands of Joe Biden. Operated by Mayorkas, which is why he's been impeached. Now, we'll talk about that some and how that's going to go. Let's go like, like every impeachment does. There'll be a long, uh, pardon the term here, show trial, but it'll be a really good show. Will it be political theater? Yep. It'll be really good political theater. And that doesn't mean that it's of no value. It will go to, it will result in uh, no ejection by him, no, any more than, you know, Bill Clinton was actually removed from office or Donald Trump was actually removed from office. Those didn't happen. We had big old, which makes people think, is impeachment even a thing? Does it even really matter? Does it achieve anything? Uh, it does. Uh, in the Clinton case, it sort of made clear the degree to which we don't like when people lie under oath in an attempt to fix a civil rights lawsuit, Paula Jones. In the Trump impeachments, it showed how these things can be weaponized by people who hate him. It was really, that was some of the main uh, spice ingredients to the arguments of the swamp and the arguments of the weaponization of things. Because the, the Trump impeachments were based on nothing but the fact that they hate him. Bill Clinton actually did lie under oath, you know, in an attempt to, to fix the Paula Jones suit. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas actually did lie to the American people about the border. And now I mean, that was the one article of impeachment. The other one in, involved, you know, the, the, the failure to actually shore up the border, the failure to actually do anything that actually speaks to homeland security. And the, the argument could be made that isn't that ultimately Biden's fault and that Mayorkas was just following orders. You, you could make that argument. What should a Homeland Security Secretary of Character do when a president essentially says, if he even says, whoever is running the country, tells him, you keep those borders open, Al, you keep those borders open. We need that. Because you see those people pouring across at Eagle Pass, you see those people pouring across at Del Rio. You see those people pouring across in Arizona. They're going to be voting Democrat for a long, long time because that is our long game. So you keep those borders open, Al. You'd like to think that anybody in, of principle would say, I'm not going to do that. I'm the Secretary of Homeland Security. It is not a secure homeland that features open borders. So in good conscience, I will be resigning now. <laughs> Al didn't do that. So we're going to try to help him find that next chapter in life with impeachment. But that won't be happening. yet. There will not be two-thirds of the Senate that votes to get rid of him. But what we will get is some days and weeks of hearings, uh, of hearing, excuse me, a trial of an, of an impeachment trial uh, that people will watch. It'll be covered. It'll be mocked by many. But whatever, because it will involve uh, moments of testimony that speak to the treachery of the open borders and of lying about them. This man said our borders are secure. That is an impeachable offense. So we'll, we'll take a look at the Mayorkas impeachment. Um, as we work our way through all of these things about how every state is a border state, you got to think that this will be 
a big issue in November. You've got to think that all kinds of things that aren't necessarily ideological will be big issues in November. People like borders. They think it's a good idea. People like the notion of punishing crime. They think it's a good idea. People like the idea of a sensible education for their kids rather than indoctrination. They think that's a good idea. People like various ideas that are that are not even really uh, you know, people like a strong economy they they think that's a good idea and on all of those borders economy crime education republicans win so it's not going to be about mean tweets and it's not going to be about the last wheels off uh, thing that he said it's not going to be you know uh, about january 6th it's not going to be about any of that garbage The November election should be about actual issues and who better guides us through them. Is it Joe Biden or any Democrat? Tell me how Democrats are right on borders. Tell me how Democrats are right on the economy. Tell me how Democrats are right on crime. Tell me how Democrats are right on education. Tell me how Democrats are right on gender. Tell me how Democrats are right on on climate change. Tell me any of any of them. Pick one. Pick one. So circle back as Jen Psaki might say. And I'm certainly not predicting that Trump wins 40 states or you have some, you know, some landslide. But if truly anything's possible, any, any range is plausible sitting here from a perspective almost nine months out. This notion that Congressman Gallagher in Wisconsin or any other member of Congress Anybody else who might be retiring? Uh, Dr. Burgess, Congressman Burgess, he was due today. I think we're, we're going to do him tomorrow, I believe. Uh, there are folks who said, well, Burgess just thinks, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to be in the minority. We're not going to be in the majority in the world, we'll be in the minority. I asked him that when, uh, when he was on uh, in announcing that he was not going to be seeking reelection. Busy primary uh, to succeed him and a primary filled with commercials that are lying to you. I've got another uh, example of that uh, as well. Love primary season. And by that, I mean, I hate primary season. Um, he said, no, I don't expect that at all. He said, look, and, and by then, the writing was already largely on the wall that Trump was going to be the nominee. And and Dr. Burgess, who endorsed Trump early, early on, said, look, Trump will carry into the November election a strong testimony about what he did when he was president before. You'll be able to ask, you know, the Reagan question from 1980. Are you better off than you were four years ago? And uh, and that's a that's a powerful question uh, to ask. All right, 866-660-5759. Uh, got about five or six different directions to go in, but let's go in this direction first. Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day. For this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it, fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge, so lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work where we protect the unborn and fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. 
As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation, our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. Um, just I just invoked it, so let me go ahead and play it. Uh, somebody sent this to me, and, and I can't find it literally online, so it's, I think it's off, it's off somebody's laptop or TV box or something like that. So the audio might be tricky. In the, the race to succeed, Dr. Burgess, a lot of people think, and I, this is plausible um, handicapping, that we may be headed for a runoff between South Lake Mayor John Huffman and the Trump-endorsed Brandon Gill. Um, that'll be an interesting runoff, and those are both uh, good dudes. Um, we've dealt with, in the last couple of weeks, uh, an attempt to smear uh, John Huffman as being pro-BLM because as a bunch of South Lake youngsters gathered uh, in an anti-cop rally after the death of George Floyd, then Mayor Laura Hill went, and so did then-Councilman John Huffman, and he's like, he's pro-BLM! It was a complete, of course, lie. Um, now, the victim of this next lie, here's a little uh, little ad from... Um, who is the pack? The this is the America leads action, which is just brutal syntax. I don't even know what that means. The America leads action uh, pack, and uh, I don't know who's behind this, but let's see if this works. If you can hear this, uh, they're going after Brandon Gill. Kids, business in China, soft on crime. Wall Street banker Brandon Gill moved to Texas from New York City. New York City. Let's send him back where he belongs. Oh, that was that's. I'm sorry. That uh, that was the end of it. <laughs> and then thing thing says he's not one of us. Right. All right. Anyway. Wall Street banker Brandon Gill in New York. Gill's bank did business in communist China. How many banks do business in China? Just saying. It's China over America, and Gil supports defunding the police. Whoa, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Gil supports defunding the police? Wait for it. That helps criminal illegals and the deviants who target our kids. Business in China, soft on crime. Wall Street banker Brandon Gill moved to Texas from New York City. <laughs> Let's send him back where he belongs. <laughs> Get a rope. Uh, so I poked and prodded around into this a little bit. Said, where does the uh, defund the police uh, allegation come from? And the answer turns out that the source material there is Brandon Gill's belief that the FBI is so corrupt that it should be abolished. Now, this is kind of a Vivek-style uh, atom bomb. It has its adherence. Strikes me. I'm, I'm probably a mend it, don't end it kind of guy in terms of the FBI. I think that a good conservative president, I think if Trump's president, the FBI is fixed like the following day. So I don't think we have to abolish the FBI, truth be told. But that is that that is uh, something Brandon has said a couple of times. And it, it, is, it is the opposite of the politics of defund the police. Defund the police is cops are bad, cops are racist, let's not have you know people getting arrested and stuff, let's defund the police. To suggest that someone who has offered the notion of, of abolishing the FBI, to categorize that as defunding the police is the height 
of intentional intellectual dishonesty. So I don't know. I guess, um, you know, wear it like a badge of uh, flattery, if you will, that uh, the, the, the lies being cast around about uh, about John Huffman and now that massive lie about Brandon Gill. Maybe that's um, evidence that those are your guys who are going to be the top two come May 5th. But you never know. Uh, you just never know. That's why we have actual elections. And they had one in uh, in New York. And we'll talk about that next because, uh, I hope, again, I literally say I hope everybody's happy now because we have a Democrat in that district. 723. King George. Yesterday, I told Lisa I'm going to be cranking out some of our favorite songs about each other and some of my favorite songs that that, that remind me of her. And I said, "Give me, give me a couple back." And she said, uh, "Do do some George, do a couple." And so, so that was that was her first choice, and so that's our first bumper. All right, eight six 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 zero five seven five nine. Busy day topically. Talking to Mike Gallagher here in just a moment after the news with Nikki Whaley, and uh, and we have a brand new congressman in New York, and he's a Democrat. Everybody happy now? Former Democrat, uh, former Democrat Representative Tom Suozzi is back, and he won that closely watched special election for that vacant House seat once held by that crazy quilt George Santos. I know, I know, I know, I know. You know, uh, Maisie Pillip was just, it just, it just didn't work. She did not inspire conservatives, and so the Republicans hanging on to this razor-thin majority in the House. Hope everybody's happy now. I hope everybody's happy now. And I know that this is not a deep red, you know, MAGA style district, but Santos, who was, again, all kinds of ways of flaky, but voted right and was going to vote right. Um, I just hope everybody's happy. There was an enormous burst of virtue signaling there. Oh, we got to get rid of Santos. Got to get rid of Santos. And I guess because members of Congress didn't have the guts or the spine to when they say, well, or you're not going to vote to expel Santos. No, I'm not going to vote to expel Santos. Let the voters decide. We have another, we have a congressional election every 10 minutes. If they want to get rid of them, let them get rid of them. And you know what? I told you, and I'll stand by this. He would have won. He would have won. All right. It's a winner every time when we talk to our buddy Mike Gallagher. He'll join us next right after we hop into the newsroom. I'm Mark Davis. Here's Nikki Whaley at 731. You don't have to worry. The Valentine's Day Parade of Love songs continues. Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. It is the it is the brotherly talk show love that brings us to the Eminem segment. There ain't no mountain high enough to prevent the Eminem segment, especially in these need, crazy busy times. I need some brotherly talk show love. Will you please guide me next time I stupidly introduce a topic like Oh, I'm not that bothered by lift every voice and sing before the Super Bowl. Warn me and tell me, stay away. Why don't you don't bring do it. Don't you just please vet these things with me ahead I know, of time? I know. I should have called and said, now, Mark, listen, 
I know this is a thing for people, and it doesn't bother me that much. Yes. I don't know why it doesn't bother me, but okay. if things don't bother me, they don't bother me. But I don't need to tell people it doesn't bother me because okay. all it does is infuriate <laughs> no, people. I am, of and course, why, And I don't need to infuriate people unnecessarily. I am so warn course, me. I am, of course, kidding that you somehow need tutelage from me at anything. <laughs> oh, your, I did. Your instincts oh. are rock solid. I trust you in every way. I can, however, help you here yes. because I had, I had the... The similar object for those that don't know, prior to the Super Bowl and for the last couple of years, because George Floyd changed everything, we now have to have lift every voice and sing right alongside uh, the national anthem before some football games and Super Bowls and such. Lift every voice and sing is a more than hundred year old song, and it is beautiful. It's a hymn, and it is a, hymn, a hymn, and it is historic, yep. and it has value, and it has heart, and it has meaning. It's 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 wonderful. There's nothing whatsoever wrong with the song. The NAACP back circa 1917, when things were pretty hot and happening for the NAACP, as you might expect, there were those who said, hey, Black National Anthem. Now, obviously, that gets everybody's hair on fire in 2024. And honestly, I mean, you'd like to think even at any point in our history that the National Anthem is for everybody. I'm not going to chap anybody too much for walking around in 1917 being black, feeling like maybe the whole freedom thing wasn't as much for me as it was for other people. So 1917, NAACP says, hey, Black National Anthem, no harm, no foul. In these racially charged times, uh, it is divisive. There, there is one national anthem that absolutely does envelop us all. We don't need another one. And the problem was twofold. Number one, it is totally because it's the same reason end racism in, 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 on, the, on the field, the stencil in the end zone is a problem. And it takes all of us. They're all scoldings. They're scoldings. They're atonement for this evil racist nation that some people say we still are. And that's why the song has to be there right alongside the anthem. And you better stand up for it. There are people pretty chapped that people did not stand for lift every voice and sing. Well, excuse so, me. I stand right. for the national anthem and we only have one. So that's a triangulation. Okay. Took a long time, but what it did you, take a long time? You know, so let me give you the nutshell. Let me. No, no, that's okay. I appreciate your guidance right. because let me. Let me first of all tell you what I missed. Yes, I missed the significance of people claiming it as the Black National Anthem Ooh, yeah. because, frankly, it's not the Black National Anthem. There is no Black National Anthem. We have one National Anthem, and I know that in my heart. And I have spent years decrying things like Black Entertainment Television and Miss Black America. It's divisive. And it's it's wrong, and it, all it does is irritate people. So I've always so have. Well, let me. Let, okay. That's how. I'm just telling you how I feel. No, no, don't I, I don't care how you think I feel. I'm telling, and I don't care if anybody thinks I'm not bothered by lift every voice because I'm okay. not. I'm right. but what I'm. Okay. But what I missed was what was the significance of people. Uh, uh, it's it's not officially the Black National Anthem. What I missed was yeah. your historic perspective that I learned yesterday. It was actually called the uh, the. Negro national well, of anthem course. in nineteen seventy. Yeah, the parlance of the time. Mm-hmm. Correct. And and I didn't know number one, I didn't know that. And number two, I didn't realize there are screwballs like that Cohen representative from Tennessee who tweeted out fury at people not standing yeah. for lift every voice and sing. I'm not yeah. gonna stand for lift every voice. Yep. I'm not gonna stand for Beyonce. I'm not gonna stand for Britney Spears. I'm gonna stand for the Star Spangled Banner, my national anthem. But man oh man, did I get my head handed to me on my lap yesterday for for saying I don't think it's that big a deal. And what's weird is, here's what's fascinating to me, Mark. Mm -hmm. 
and this is what I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by, the emotion that, that accompanied people disagreeing with me. If, if, you're, if you're not all that chapped about something, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm never going to listen to you again for the rest of my life. I, I had people write me emails yesterday, say things, and I love this one. I, I've listened to you for 20 years, and I'm never going to listen to you again. Oh, really? Over one position right, on one topic? I'll be back Come in a couple on. of days. I know. The chemistry there is there is a feeling, especially now, that there are fights where everybody needs to be on board, and to not be on board is a sin to some. Uh, you know, there, there are big things and small things. Okay, two, two things in, in reply. And, and, uh, and by the way, but Mark, but racial divisiveness is a big thing. Com- so I'm com- not trying to minimize no, it. No, completely and correct. I, so I appreciate the passion that people get. I just didn't see it coming. I mean, I kind of mentioned it casually yesterday in the first hour of the show. I said, you know, I, people are upset. About, I, I'm not upset. I mean, it's a beautiful hymn. It's Lift Every Voice. It's not the black national how dare you it is the black national you will never listen to you again for the rest of my life you may you rot in hell i mean it was like oh my gosh here's the thing back at you that has never really twisted me up that much miss black america and black entertainment television we we because some people have said well uh we do you know we don't have Miss White America. Well, we did for decades. It was called Miss America. We don't have white entertainment television. We did for decades. It was called ABC, CBS, and NBC. So but that's I, the point. I, 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 but that's I, the I, point. I Today, you have plenty of black contestants in the Miss America pageant. In fact, so that, one, that one's better. In fact, for Miss America, that's totally true. As far as well, the television's network, even more so. You don't, uh, hey, Mark, you don't think there's any blacks on television? Of course today? there are. But if there are, are you kidding if me? If there are shows, because I've, if, do, would you assert that uh, show me an audience filled with black? folk, Hispanic folk, white folk, Asian folk, whatever folk, that they might have slightly different entertainment tastes. And if somebody says, hey, we're going to put a bunch of black stuff on this network, Great. I think I think that's I think that's we already great. have a lot of black stuff on network. It's called NBC. <laughs> well, I know. I know. It's about, I'm sorry. It's I mean, no, it's terrible. I I, I, in this wild talk about role reversal, yeah, the Miss Black America and the Black Entertainment the pageant drives I'll, the, me the, crazy. The, the pageant I'll give you because I'm, please, I'm, but, but TV. I've I don't got care. a friend. I've got a friend who who insists if a if a if, if a Martian arrived here from planet Mars and turned on the TV, yep. they'd be convinced that 95 percent of our population is minority. <laughs> And half, of watch, and half of us are gay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gay minority. I mean, that you turn on TV and there, it's yeah. like, okay, there's the happy black couple or there's the happy Hispanic couple. There, mm-hmm. I mean, on and on and on, which, again, that doesn't really bother me that much. So don't add insult to injury by miss my black America t- or black entertainment TV. I'll tell what you the one that? thing. Is a, is a white, hey, is a white person allowed to be on black entertainment television, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, why are you okay with that? Because it's a TV. Network. I don't care. I don't I mean, care. It's, it's, they, it's, it's like they, they it's like white family Eskimo TV. I don't care. It's a it's a TV well, it's a TV station. I, don't worry I, about. I guess. I'll tell you. I here's mean, something that does. Here's something that does, and then I'll actually do one other thing, which is a back and forth I've had with a guy on Twitter the last couple of days. Okay. Here's something that drives me a little crazy: is the Black Firefighters Association or the Hispanic uh, Police Association? Like what? Like there's something there. This is the definition yeah. of places where racial differences should not matter. You're a cop. You're a firefighter. Yeah. Now, so going back a couple, you remember that we talked about the Grammys and Luke Combs is up there with Tracy. 
Tracy Chapman, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing, shining a light on the ridiculousness of people who thought that was a racial problem. Luke Combs loves her. She loved the fact that he sang his song. There was a guy, and I guess just a couple of days ago, Luke just, all these performances, they've been streamed a zillion times, and Luke Combs tied a bow around the whole thing with just this amazing little post where he said, what an honor and a joy it was to be on the stage with Tracy Chapman. So I found, there's this guy, and I can't even find it. If you go through my Twitter feed, you'll find my little back and forth with him. He says, wow, uh, I, I guess he was really sincere. I, I guess this was for real, the guy, the guy said, the black gentleman. And I and I, it, it just hit me wrong. I said, what did you need? How, what did, why didn't you give him goodwill from the jump? Why wasn't it just a wonderful thing from the get-go? Why did you start with a base coat of skepticism that the white Correct. country guy could admire a black woman? And he said, well, history. History, you know, cherry picking history to 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 start with a default setting of suspicion and skepticism. That's why we are where we are. That's why race relations are not getting better. When we start with goodwill and then respond to real prejudice when we find it, isn't that a better America? Well, my skepticism and, was with good. I was just, just and, it made and, me and, made and, me and, nauseous. And you think that, you know, and you and you ascribe bad faith to the other person, yeah. the other actor in this. I mean, I some of my emails last night, one guy in particular from Atlanta accused me of pandering, saying you're a real deep seated racist. You just you're just pretending you're oh, not bothered Lord. by lift every voice to try to project that oh, you're not a racist. Wow. We know who you are. And you can't win. Guy, you can't win. No, so if you no, had no, been, I mean, if you like, had been bothered by lift every voice, you're a racist. If you're not bothered by lift every voice, you're a racist. I'll tell you what I truly am bothered by is New York voters. Oh, here dude. we go. I mean, uh, and you know, it's New York, but but here, honest question here, and you know, I knew it was a long shot for this lady who, you know, uh, I guess member of the IDF. She's, uh, you know, she was a city council person or whatever. But damn. this Swaz- Swazi is really well known. Yeah. I mean, I remember his name when I was living in New York. I mean, everybody knows who he is. So it was an uphill battle. However, wh- what does it take voters? To 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 well, how do you convince voters to stop voting for people who've got them in the condition they're in in the first place? I just got back from New York. It's it's lar- It's a hellscape. I mean, the, the illegal immigration problem, which is their own doing, the crime, which is their own doing, is their own making. They how are they stupid enough not to see that as long as we keep voting for Democrats, we're going to have more of the same? Now we have a razor thin two seat majority mm-hmm. in the House mm-hmm. because Republican and incidentally. Way to go, Republicans. You kick Santos yeah, out. Yeah, happy now? Exactly. You glad? You glad for the outcome? Because now we might lose the country because now we're down to two people. Now, thankfully, this Gallagher and, and Buck aren't running for re-election. Maybe we'll get solid you know, Republicans who are going to vote with the party. But I don't know. I mean, I, what does it take a voter? I, I would love to talk about good faith. I'd love to have a good faith dialogue with a New York or California, or Chicago voter, and mm-hmm. say, do you not realize the people you keep electing are the reason your communities are in the mix mess they're in? I mean, what would they say to that? Precisely are they just right. blind? Those are, the, are the, they, the, the, those issues that I've mentioned, from crime to the economy to borders. These are things where education, these are things where Republican ideas are winning and Democrat ideas are not. And, and yet people can just, I guess it's force of habit. I guess that's the uh, the left has done a great job of demonizing us to the extent that if you vote Republican, you silly me, you must be a racist, as we just talked about. But uh, we got a lot of a lot of messaging, a lot of messaging skill we will need to employ in this year. 
I'm going to I'm going to try that today on the show. I think it's I'm a great idea. Try to have a. I think it'd be good to talk. Hey, you're, you know, we have people that disagree with us that that you know listen to us anyway. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and uh, um, you know give me a call and explain why they must think it's the lesser of two evils. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, m- maybe they think a party that wants a secure border is worse than what they've got. But, maybe it, they it, think because a, the party that wants a secure border hates brown people. And and, right. and they, they want a better economy, but the, right. the but the party that will give them a better economy uh, wants to destroy the planet. Or just all they they've they've focused in on the the lies that have been successfully leveled against us, yeah. and we got to fight yeah. back against that every yeah. day. Text messages blowing up today. Here's a couple of text messages. I wonder if Mark remembers Sanford and Son, the Jeffersons, In Living Color with the Wayne Brothers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And of course he does. Uh, another one from Dallas. The best onion. Headline of all time, white supremacists, supremacists buy black entertainment television, no programming changes schedules. <laughs> That's oh, pretty that's good. Awesome. Yeah, I love the onion. Uh, there, there, was a pretty, there was a pretty good onion yesterday that says, Alejandro Mayorkas uh, uh, confused by impeachment since, quote, I don't do anything anyway. Uh, well, and you know something? I, I've been using your talking point about Mayorkas, and I'm so ha- hats off to the House GOP for impeaching this guy over this border catastrophe. It's about time. Scalise is back. They got it right. Um, but here's what's fascinating to me. You keep talking about, well, Mayorkas lied to us. And it's an important talking point because you're right. But you know what's the the actual impeachable offense as I see it? Um, it, it is it, immigration law is the law of the land. Mm-hmm. It's federal law, and as the chief of Homeland Security, yeah. he's had he has a sworn constitutional duty to uphold you're immigration right. law. You're right. Dev- and he's Dev- not devil's advocate. Is it his fault or Biden's? Ultimately, well, he's the buck stops I mean, with him. So what's I mean, he supposed to do if, if the order from Biden is to keep right. the borders open? Well, that's why I keep saying that. Got, I use the accent on purpose. Is he simply following orders? He's got to follow the law. He's yeah. got to obey the Constitution, yeah. and he's not. And guess what? You know what that is? That's called an impeachable offense. Yeah. And I love your analysis about how, hey, they're not going to convict him in the Senate. We no. know that. But a whole lot of information is going to come out. It's going to be some a good TV de- here in the wintertime. Oh, better than Sanford. And well, I <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> better than B- Elizabeth, BET. Here comes the big one. <laughs> oh, I, I'm having one every day. Hey, today's my cheeseburger in paradise trip, so wish me luck. Well, boy, boy, do you dare invoke burgers after the last 72 hours you've had? Well, I might have a salad, and I am bringing my anti-nausea medication with me because I'm still not completely over my Drama mean Mike. But, yeah, no, but I'm going to go. So this guy, this friend of mine, buddy of mine here at the station, mm-hmm. he's got a friend who has an aviation company, and they do a cool thing where they fly to neat places around Florida to just, they call it a $100 cheeseburger. And he goes, how about going to Key West? We'll go down and get a burger. We'll get lunch at Key West. So the weather today is pitch perfect. It's 71 degrees, not Excellent. a cloud in the sky. Excellent. No, no. So I'm getting, so pictures will follow whether you like it or not. I Mike. cannot wait. And, sto- and stories tomorrow. Be- <laughs> and stories tomorrow. So I'll tell you about my cheeseburger in paradise. Wish me. Of course, incidentally, I shouldn't bring this up. Did you see the little mishap on a Florida highway involving a private plane the other day? Um, where where there's mm-hmm. dash cam of the thing crashing on, on uh-huh. the side of the road? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Don't Just do that. dropped out of the sky Don't like a rock. So let's not have hoping, that happen. Hoping that's not my day. So not the way I want to go. But we'll, hey, you know. I guess there could be worse things. Be, they'll, at least they'll talk about us. Big they'll kosher say, pickle and a cold draft beer. Good God Almighty, which way do you steer for that cheeseburger uh, yes, in paradise? We're ready, man. I'm filled with Same envy off. and filled with talk show energy, <laughs> as is he. Mike's ready as soon as we're done at 10 on 660 AM, The Answer. I don't want to walk without you, baby. 
spring of 1942, Helen Forrest and the Harry James Orchestra, I Don't Want to Walk Without You. The Valentine's Day Bumper Library. We'll venture back into decades a little closer to our own in the 8 o'clock hour. And venture toward the phones for you at 866-660-5759. That's where you text us as well. And, and I actually found what I was talking about with Mike. What does it sound like when there is a an online conversation between one person interested in making race relations better and one who's not? I will share next. And we'll do a bunch of stuff. The Mayorkas impeachment. The Democrat pickup in the House. Happy now that you got rid of George Santos. The TikTok, TikTok death watch for the Biden re-election effort. And other things in the news. Right here on 660 AM The Answer. Mark Davis, do stick around. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.